You are listening to Redefining Rural, a podcast dedicated to celebrating, elevating, and changing the way we think about rural education in the state of Colorado and beyond. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platform. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Redefining Rural podcast. We're so excited that you're joining us here today. As you know, we've been having several great discussions now about the development of student pathways, working with partners. We featured um, many of our local school districts and BOCES that are working together to do this really important and valuable work that's going to impact so many students across the state. So today we're having a great conversation with our um, featured guests, the I-76 corridor and some of its participants. And so today we're really going to dig into the work that's happening there. This is a relatively new partnership that's happening. And we are so lucky to have Elliot from Generation Schools Network today and Kirk Banghart to help summarize the work that's going on and talk about the coordination and facilitation that's happening on GSN's part. And then we also have two other guests from school districts that are participating in this project that they're going to be talking about the ways that their district has participated and their vision for the future of this work. So I'm going to pass it off to Elliot right now to talk about um, Generation Schools partnership and uh, coordination of this project. So Elliot, take it yeah. away. Thank you, Daniil, for the introduction. So the I-76 corridor is the collaboration of six school districts up the I-76 corridor in Northeast Colorado. And those districts include Brush, Morgan County, Weldon Valley, Wiggins, Weld RE3J, and Platte Valley. And the goal of this collaborative is to collectively raise the tide of college and career readiness programming for late elementary all the way through your high school age students. And that's of the utmost importance for us. One thing that we've noticed throughout the state and a lot of other programs is this high focus on 11th and 12th grade. And though that's important, we want to ensure that students are getting these opportunities earlier in their educational experience so they can understand what opportunities exist within their community and what opportunities they can look at and get a little exploration and investigation before they decide to decide that's a career they want to go, go in on. Um, and what we do with this collaborative is we engage multiple stakeholders. So we try to work with employers, higher education partners, obviously our school districts and community partners, as well as parents. And the goal of reaching, with, of reaching all these different stakeholders is so that we have this communal effort to actually really understand what do our students need? What do they need to be successful? And how can we ensure that all parties are collectively working to help the most important asset of all, which is our young students going through the educational system? Now, within this collaborative, we've identified three North Star skills that kind of lead uh, the work that we're doing. And these North Star skills were decided at a convening we had, which included employers, higher ed partners, our schools, districts, community partners, uh, students, parents, et cetera. And those North Star skills were leadership, integrity, and communication. And we decided these through a democratic deliberation, through a voting process that helped us identify what skills are students lacking as they transition out of the K-12 system? How can we ensure these students are being successful? What are these soft skills that we aren't measuring right now? So in tandem with Marzano Research, we're working with them to identify how we can create assessments and rubrics to ensure that we understand what level students are at in those North Star skills, and then how to ensure can we build upon those North Star skills. So the graduates of these six districts are showing that they are leaders, that they have integrity, that they are good communicators. Additionally, when we work with our school districts and the work that we're doing, we do, it we do it individually with some districts and sometimes as a whole, because we understand that 
all the needs of districts may not be felt by all of them. We understand that some of our smaller districts may need more support in certain areas than our large districts. So we try to do a good job of doing a balancing effort between what is stuff that we can offer all six districts or stuff that they need assistance with, and then what are kind of some of those more fine-tuned details that we need to work independently on. An example of some of the events that we've ran thus far is we've ran some district-wide PDs on problem-based learning and entrepreneurship. We're going to be participating in some social capital research with the Clayton Christensen Institute coming up so we can understand as these students go through work-based learning opportunities in each of their districts, how can we ensure that they're developing networks that will be able to support them in their future, in their future educational or professional goals? We've also helped with a bunch of career fairs that have occurred at each of the districts. We've assisted with capstone development as well and doing kind of a college and career focus for those capstones. We'll also be running an entrepreneurship fair at the end of April that all schools have the opportunity, all districts have the opportunity to attend. We'll also be doing a soft skills boot camp for some middle school students. We'll also be helping with uh, Wheels to Work, which is a middle school career exploration event. So we've got a lot of really fun things that have happened that are to come, and we're really excited to see the work uh, yeah, that, that is to come. So I'll go ahead and pass it off to Becky. Um, and I'll let her, as she is one of our district partners, to go in and kind of talk about some of the work that they've done over the last year or so. Thank you, Elliot. Um, and thank you, Daniil and Kirk as well. Uh, my name is Becky Langlois. I'm the Director of Student Readiness and Special Education for Weld RE3J School District, and we're located in Hudson, Colorado. Um, we actually are a unique district in that we have uh, three communities that all come together for our secondary level um, schools at the middle school and the high school. And then we have a, a very large rural population as well. Um, so our overall total student, student enrollment is about 2,700 students. Um, and uh, I'm looking at our breakdown here of numbers, you know, we're, we're pretty equally uh, dispersed across uh, Caucasian students, Hispanic students, um, et cetera, on that. But we really were looking for a way for our district to be able to, number one, increase graduation rates. It's uh, one of our strategic priorities for our district. And then number two was around our post-secondary readiness um, strategic priority that we've uh, defined for our annual report as well in our strategic plan for the district. Um, so, you know, as Elliot mentioned, we've done a lot of work around college and career readiness, and um, it started for our district back in March of 2020, probably at the worst possible time that we could start working on this. It became a priority for our district, and we've just had um, a large group of people that have come together, and the really great part of working in this collaborative has been um, creating connections and being able to network with other districts. Um, and being able to share ideas, because oftentimes when you're in a rural district, it can feel very isolating and you're not sure what's going on in the other districts around you. And you don't always necessarily connect with the larger districts that are close by. So having a collaborative of small rural districts that understand our needs has been really beneficial. And the work that GSN has um, helped us with has been amazing because we have been able to uh, bring Elliot and Gina in, and, and they've helped us plan with our capstone project uh, that is a part of the new graduation requirements that are going into effect for everyone this year. Um, they've been able to help us plan uh, career fairs and um, some more career-connected learning events that we're doing this spring. So just a lot of partnership and networking that has occurred, and it's amazing to see how involved 
all of our community members and parents and uh, business owners, et cetera, want to be with this work. Everybody sees the value in career-connected learning. And, um, you know, there's been times that those of us working in the district on this initiative have been like, this is overwhelming. It's, it's amazing, but it's also overwhelming because there are so many opportunities. And so that's been a big value for having one group of people that we can go to and brainstorm around how to utilize all of those opportunities. Yeah, Rena, would you mind introducing yourself and what's going on in, in your district? Sure. So again, yeah, thank you to you all for having us um, on the podcast today. I am Rena Frasco. I am the Assistant Superintendent Curriculum Instruction Assessment, all good things in Fort Morgan um, School District. And I've been, this is my 21st year here. So I think I know the school system pretty well. Um, if you don't know much about Fort Morgan, we are... Um, Eastern Mecca on the Plains in, in Colorado. We, we are pretty um, large for being rural. Um, we have about 3,500 students and we are majority minority. And so a majority of our population, um, mostly Hispanic, but we are blessed to serve um, a lot of refugee students and a lot of newcomers. And so it just adds a layer um, when we're talking about college and career readiness that we have a lot of students really ready to jump into work. And they're jumping into the work experience because they have to work for their families. So a few, it's not long before we joined the I-76 collaborative, um, we have diversified our graduation pathways in Fort Morgan. And so we, we really want our kids to have work-based experience, um, especially if that's the pathway that they're on. And I think that part of the, the benefit of networking with, um, you know, Elliot and Gina boots on the ground in Fort Morgan is I don't have the capacity to meet with our community partners. And it's really beneficial that they have been boots on the ground in our community, creating some of those relationships that we all, we know we want to have, but um, not having necessarily the internal capacity to do so. So um, just a lot of great things in Fort Morgan. Uh, I love Elliot and Gina actually came to present at our district level professional development for teachers, just around problem-based learning. Um, we have done, we had a phenomenal career fair, probably the, I'm sure the best one Fort Morgan High School has ever put on. They had over 65 people come and present to students. And it was really incredible to see just kind of the array of occupations and, and trades jobs that were represented. I think really, for me, encouraging students that you don't really have to go to a four-year college to be successful after high school. Um, and the other cool thing we're doing, uh, actually tomorrow, we're launching um, Learning Blade, which is a STEM curriculum. And I'm really excited that my instructional coaches have really jumped in to really launch that. And that's a grade five through nine program. So again, not just hitting the high school, but also the lower, um, lower grades as well. Personally, I'll just say my, my senior um, daughter has been participating in the social media um, not sure the exact tech student advisory council. Thank yeah. you. Student advisory council. And she's really loved it. It's been really good for her, especially thinking about that leadership and communication. I've always known she's a good leader and a good communicator, but the opportunity has been really great for um, a few of our students to participate. Awesome. Um, 
Elliot, would you mind telling us more about the Student Advisory Council and, and how that fits in across all six districts? Yeah, of course. The Student Advisory Council is an association of 12 students, two representatives from each of the six districts that are helping amplify and speak about different college and career readiness initiatives that are occurring without the district. So one middle and one high school student. And throughout this student advisory council, the way it started was that we recruited students from each of these districts. We put them through a HubSpot social media training so that they had some social media literacy understanding. And then we have monthly meetings with each of these groups of students to go through some of what they've learned and then also what activities are occurring um, at their district level what activities are they interested in potentially for students to learn about college and career, et cetera. So it's been a combination of a voice and reporting, which has been really cool and an awesome opportunity for students to be able to share and understand what's going on in their district. Um, and yeah, that's more or less been it. It's been really fun. We've had everything from concurrent enrollment um, to students talking about students signing up for college. Uh, we've had students talk about different events that have occurred at their schools. So a wide variety of activities um, that's happened at each of those districts. Um, and we know it's been tough for students during COVID and everything. So luckily it's been virtual and not all the events that could occur at the school have been due to, you know, different, uh, you know, different events going on, but yeah, it's been a fun and awesome opportunity. Awesome. So how do you guys see this as a way to shape the future of education? Um, I know we've talked a little a little bit about capacity, um, isolation, being in rural, because we don't always have the networks that we need to support the work that we're doing. So looking into the future, because this is a relatively new partnership, how do you see this helping to shape the way we do education in the next decade? I think that's a great question, because I think that's something that we need to start looking at as uh, what is the direction education's taking? And I think what we've found is, and, and I know through the research that I was reading before, I, you know, I've been doing this work for a number of years through the lens of special education, um, through transition planning for students, post-secondary readiness for students. Um, but the research really indicates, and you can see it in kids' faces, when they find meaning and purpose to school, there's a connection. And then suddenly they gain traction and they move forward. And that's how we increase graduation rates. And that's how we um, reduce brain drain in our communities. That's how we're able to have programming here in our communities that's relevant and purposeful, purposeful for our students. And so I do, I love the idea of um, programs like the ILOP program, which is the Innovative Learning Opportunities program that CDE offers, or the Homegrown Talent Initiative, or, you know, all these other programs that have um, started springing up around the state of Colorado that are based on programming that's happening in other parts of the nation. But it's really focusing on taking uh, kids' wants and needs into account and then looking at that post-secondary plan. And when we here in 3J talk about college and career readiness, we want we want it very clear that all students can go any direction upon graduation, that we are not tracking students into one route, whether that's a, a tech route or, you know, a vocational route, something like that. This, this isn't like school of the 90s, right? <laughs> um, so we just want them to be very able to go whatever direction they want upon graduation when they walk across that stage 
and know that they're prepared. And so I see all of these opportunities with uh, partnerships, with community uh, businesses, et cetera, higher education, concurrent enrollment opportunities, all of that, just opening the door. Um, and then here in 3J, we made this a strategic priority, K-12. So even our youngest learners are getting access to career awareness and um, those early career awareness opportunities. Uh, we provide virtual job shadow junior for every grade level in our district so that kids can access some of the, the different jobs that they think that sound interesting. Um, and so I think it just has to be this uh, sort of systemic approach to shifting education and changing education to be really, really meaningful for kids. The days of just sit and get have to be over. They, they weren't productive for students and we saw graduation rates decline as you know related to that, in my opinion. Awesome. Rena, how about for you? I, well, I just think the future, it's, it's just gonna be great and it's gonna look different. And I love that it's going to look different. And I think part of it for me has always been since you start since we've started talking about, you know, your community-based partnerships, the nice thing, those things tie together, kind of like Becky said. So the opportunities that the state has given, we have a counselor core grant that one of our really big goals at the elementary is to talk about careers. So we're we're actually gonna launch a career fair at the city park um, for elementary students. And that bridges into right going into middle school and going into high school. Um, one of the other pieces that I love, I think uh, we have really seen an increase. We're lucky that we have community college right in Fort Morgan. So we have seen a huge increase in the last couple of years on just concurrent enrollment. But also we um, have been participating in CDIP. Um, so we have significantly increased the number of industry certificates um, coming out of our high school. And I think um, when kids right they finally maybe have figured out their why and this is why i go to school and not sitting in an english class not to knock shakespeare and romeo and juliet but there's a lot more to it for a lot of students and those are a majority of our students and and there is something for everyone and so i'm really excited about and i think like becky said increasing graduation rates when kids start you know, seeing the investment in their future, they will start being more engaged without just sitting in a classroom being lectured at for an hour. Very cool. You guys, this work is so inspiring. It is so, it's so energizing to hear about all of the different work that's happening across the state, how it has taken um, some different forms and gone down some different tracks, but ultimately we are really focused on doing the same thing, expanding opportunities for kids, making sure their learning is relevant, that they're engaged, that our staff is um, providing really quality education for students and that we're attending to the needs of our own communities as well. And so I think in all of the, the episodes that we've done so far that are highlighting this work, um, we're really after the same things. And so I think as educators and leaders, we're aligned in that way. Um, Kirk, can you tell us where um, folks might find more about this? Sure, absolutely. So uh, there, we do have a, a website that highlights the work that's going on in the I-76 corridor as well as, as two other areas. And so the website for that is coschooltowork.org. 
And so we definitely encourage folks to, to take a look at that website, see more about what's going on with our I-76 collaborative and the individual districts as, res, as well as the other collaboratives around the state. Um, and so it's, as you said, Daniil, it's, it's fantastic work to hear what's going on. And uh, I know every time I get to, to hear what's happening in the individual districts, it's, it gets more and more exciting on the unique things that each one of them are, are doing. So I very much thank you guys for the incredible hard work that you're doing for your communities and your kids. It's, it's so wonderful here. So thank you.